Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. Hey, I just wanted to give you a quick little update. I'm introducing something new starting this week, podcast snacks. So these are like little nibbles of information, insights, or just subject matter I want to share with you from some of my experiences or what I'm going through. So they are very short little podcasts, and they're going to be sprinkled throughout the other podcasts. There's no schedule for them. Normally, my podcast comes out on Friday morning, but these will just be sprinkled in between whenever I'm in the mood, whenever something hits me, and I hope you enjoy them. Have a little nibble of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast and enjoy. On this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm speaking to Cassie Parks, who I have been following for years. So I'm so excited to do this interview and share what she does with all of you listeners. Anyway, Cassie Parks is the fairy godmother for people who struggle to manifest more than a parking space. Through her Positive Reality podcast, books, and online coaching program, she shakes up your approach to using the law of attraction while making it all feel easy, practical, and of course, fun. Her insights have been featured on Colorado's Best, in the Huffington Post, and one of the most downloaded episodes of the Primal Blueprint. I actually knew Cassie years ago and took one of her classes about manifesting, and then I ran into her because we had the same book coach, so we were writing our books and getting ready to publish at the same time. That was really fun. And she has been a manifesting coach for such a long time. So I'm really excited and I can't wait to share everything she has to say with you tonight. She's written a number of books and I've read several. So the first one, Manifest $10,000, was a great book. I also read a book by her called Marketing to Serve. It's the Entrepreneur's Guide to Marketing to Your Ideal Client and Making Money with Heart and Authenticity. I thought that was fabulous. When Cassie's not teaching people how to attract more money, you can find her in the pool or having a dance party with her favorite kiddos or concocting powerful female leads for new novellas or occasionally sipping one of her favorite chocolate cake champagne cocktails. Without further ado, welcome, Cassie. 
Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. We met when we were both using the same book coach many years ago, and I had already heard of you. So I was excited that we were in the, even in the same cohort. But will you just tell my listeners, if you don't mind, how you got started on this wild path? Yeah. So we want to go back to the actual beginning. The first time I manifested money, I was in eighth grade. And there was, it was a fundraiser, but it was a contest. So if you sold five things the first day, you got your name in a drawing for $20 and there were five $20 bills. So before I went to sleep, I closed my eyes, I visualized myself sitting in the seat, hearing my name call, walking down the stairs and getting my $20. And the next day, that was the third name called and I won my $20 Yay. and I would love to say that is the time that I knew how to make the law of attraction work from then on that. And that's not true. So, um, <laughs> I continued to use visualization and different things. You know, uh, I'm an athlete, so I think I was more exposed to that along the way. And I truly believe, and I think I've always believed that we can create whatever you want. Our mind is powerful. I've always been into psychology. I always thought I wanted to be a counselor and, you know, in my early to mid twenties, I believed in the law of attraction and I thought that's what it meant to use the law of attraction. However, I was pushing and howing and it was not working. And then I finally realized what it took, what it meant to let go, what it meant to allow, what it meant to enjoy your life along the way, instead of pushing that thing to manifest. And that then I, once I did that, I came to the place where I manifested my financial freedom so I could quit my job. I had enough passive income that I could pay my bills and nice. say, yes, and go build this coaching practice that I had longed to build. And when I did that, I had written a money course, money manifesting course about six months before I left my job. And then I launched it about six months after I quit my job and it had over 200 people in it. It was my first 10 figures. You know, I'd made maybe like two sales ever before when I was trying to do my business. And this was a five figure launch and, you know, over 200 people and I loved it. And that became the basis of what people really wanted to learn from me. And from there, I expanded it into the next level of your future self. Oh my gosh. So exciting. You know, in coaching school, when they touched on the future self stuff, I, I was in, you know what I mean? It was just so yeah. exciting, this idea of contacting your future self. And so I want to talk more about that in a, in a minute, yeah. but what was the magic that sort of turned things around for you to create the success that launched your, you know, that allowed you to quit your job and launch this coaching? What was the magic that turned things around? you know, what we're talking about, it was really, it was two things. So I had, in order for this magic that I will say was the magic to come, I had had to shift my money story. I had had to write a new money story. So I had all along been very focused on that, which led me open to the magic of what do you really want and stepping into that. And so even before I identified sort of the future self-work that I do now, that's what I was doing. What do you want? And how do you step more into that every day? And that was the magic that really started in order for me to be able to leave my job. And then the second piece of magic, which I later combined the two was scripting. So when I quit my job, 
I knew what it felt like to not be a successful coach or to have a little, be a little bit of a successful coach, right? My best month had been like a thousand dollars as a coach. And I think I'd done that once or twice, right? I knew what it meant to create a bunch of things that no one bought, but I didn't know uh-huh. what the experience was of being a coach who had clients with this amazing success. I'd always get success for people when they would show up, but like long-term success. I didn't know what it was like to be a coach who was making money. And so when I wrote my course, which is now Manifest 10K, at the time it was called Money, Money, Money. I scripted every day before I wrote that course. So many people are manifesting money. So many people are signing up. People are telling me how their life has changed. I really stepped in because I knew I had to know the beingness. What did it feel like to be a successful coach? Because I didn't have that experience. Aha. So scripting, that can really be fun too. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about, when you write out, what's it going to be like as if it's happening now? Mm -hmm. Getting into that energy is just so exhilarating. Absolutely. Yeah. So I can see how that would make a big difference and help you make that pivot. So What is it about the law of attraction and the way you do things? Because, you know, there's a lot of law of attraction coaches, but everybody's different and you must have something that sets you apart from the crowd. The way I look at you anyway, certainly you do. So I'm wondering, what is it like? What's your angle on the law of attraction? If I had to put it in three words, practical, easy, and fun. So I'm not... I'm very, the way that I've, it's more in the way that I've created my program. It's also in the way that I see the law of attraction and how to utilize it. But the way that I've created my program is so that, you know, what, when most people come to me, they've, they've listened to a lot of law of attraction coaches and they have this list of things they think they should be doing. Right. Which is so long and honestly kind of exhausting. Um, yes, <laughs> I got to do this. I got to think. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. There's like, there, you know, I remember some guy saying, oh, and I, ca- I get up and I call my coach every morning at 4 a.m. And I thought, I want nothing to do listening to you because you have no life balance. You're insane. You know, so right. not that I have any judgment, <laughs> but, you know, I was like, I don't want anything to do with waking up at 4 a.m. and having a co- talk with my coach every day. Right. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, I want to be there for my clients, but I also want you to be building this, this for yourself, right? Yeah. And yeah. And so, you know, we, I 20 minutes a day, five days a week, I think, and then paying attention the rest of the time to what are the stories you're telling? What are the thoughts you're allowing? What choices are you making, right? Paying attention, but not actively trying to check off this list. That's exhausting. And then oftentimes you're judging yourself for not getting this Mm -hmm. list done. Right. So I do very practical, easy, fun and ways, the way that I I teach it is we, we do it. So it's not just like a lecture of like, oh, you should be doing this. I've created all these assignments that inherently teach the things we need to do that bring trust around that teach us, oh, set the intention, let it go. Even build in days where you do nothing. So we learn doing nothing is something and have fun along the way. And also the build in check-ins. One of the things that I realized when I started Manifest 10K, people were, you know, counting evidence and I'd always been taught that. 
but then they would say, oh, I, I manifest evidence. I manifest hundred dollars. I'm like, that's not evidence. That's it's happening. And so I created a whole other, we keep an it's happening list. So we keep the evidence, things are getting closer and we keep the it's happening. Like this is happening, this is happening. So that we're telling our brain, yeah, we're getting what we want. This is happening. We're seeing that we're continuously keeping a list so that on a day we're like, oh, nothing's happening. I've been doing this forever. Because even if you've had the most success, some people have those days, right? You can go back and you're like, oh yeah, I manifested that, I manifested that, I manifested that. Oh yeah, it's happening. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's really good. I love to hear things are fun, practical, and easy. You know, I just think sometimes people make things so complicated and then you just feel like crap because you couldn't possibly do all that. And then that's not going to help your energy. No, no. I mean, it doesn't help you, right? And and what you're constantly telling yourself is I can't do it. You know, underneath all that, if you have this list that you can't possibly do or isn't fun or you hate doing, you know, underneath, it's like, I can't do it. I'll never get there because you can't do the things you think you have to do to get there. Yeah. So I love making that shift for people. When I use the law of attraction most successfully, it was for manifesting my husband of 22 years now. Yay. And I know I'm, I'm still happy. And we got through COVID together. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a lucky girl, but I ended up singing songs to myself. That's how I did it. I wrote affirmations that turned into little poems that became little songs. Yes. And for me, what made that fun and practical and easy was I would sing them while I was walking, taking my walk or doing the dishes or driving in the car, because it's the kind of thing you can do while you're doing anything else. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to even carve time out specifically for this because I could sing my songs while I was doing other things. And they always lifted my energy. And the more I sang my songs, the happier I was until I was singing this crazy song that used the, the music from Love Potion number nine. Uh -huh. I'm so alluring and cosmically. I'm so attractive. Good men flock to me. It was like, oh my God, it was so much fun. And I really had myself believing that. And I was dating all these men and it just worked so well. But you know, what's really interesting, even though this works and, you know, I've been a love and dating coach for 20 years, I can't get other women to try it. Really? It's like, I know it works because I'm the living proof mm -hmm. and you don't have to sing for a crowd, right? You don't have to sing in front of anyone. Nobody has to know you're singing. And all right, even if you don't like to sing, you could say it or whatever. But when you sing, when, it, when you say it out loud, it vibrates in your body. That automatically lifts your energy field, right? Yeah. So I find a lot of people don't want to do the work. What's your experience with that? Generally, when they show up in my world, they're ready to do the work. And okay. I say that, well... So uh, there is a part because I do have pay after you, I reinstated um, my pay after you manifest program a couple years ago. And now the coaches that I train, you can do pay after you manifest with them. If, and it, it is interesting because I always look at the numbers and I've always looked at the numbers of the people that sign up and there's no excuse, right? There's no reason, you know, a lot of times, oh, like I can't invest in a thousand or two thousand. No, like this is, you pay 10%, you pay based on your success. So if you want more success, like you just have to do the work, right? And 
it is right. So when they land and they're ready for five years, cause I do have a five-year program, they're ready to do the work and they show up and they do the work. But before that, the amount of people that show up and say, I want this, I want to do this and don't is amazing. And I think for me, this is one of my high horses. I think it's our, I want it now um, way that we've sort of been right. Like a change should happen instantly and change doesn't happen. You can see results quickly. You can see parts of changes quickly, but if you want to equate it to a ship, you know, like if you're on a huge ship, like the size of a cruise ship, it's going one direction and it wants to turn to another direction. Like that takes time. It doesn't, it can't like flip on a dime. Even if you try to change your, you know, if you're going 60 miles an hour, you can't turn in your car without flipping. But that is in essence, you know, people come and they want that. So they do it for two days and they haven't manifested $10,000 and they just don't show up again. Or, you know, there is a certain amount of people, which is always interesting. Yeah, I want that sign up and never log in and do one assignment. And I just think it's, you know, when you want to do it, you'll do it. But that's the problem is that there's, there's always something new. So there's always something else to chase, right? You can always yeah, go chase yeah. a new magic bullet. And when people realize, oh, that's my pattern. I haven't, I've done all of this self-development, right? I've done all these different courses, but I never stayed the course with any one of them. When you yeah. can really step back and look at that pattern, then I think people commit. But it's just that it's, it doesn't happen fast enough. And I love it. I have an interview series coming up pretty soon on my podcast with one of my clients that didn't manifest $10,000 in 90 days. And we had had a coaching session on it. And, you know, one of the emails I wrote is like, what happens when you don't manifest 10,000? It was like everything great, you know, because after that 90 days, everything was amazing. If she would have quit, just because she only manifested 6,000 instead of 10,000, life wouldn't have got as good as it's gotten for her. Wow, that, that's very cool. You do have to keep going. And it took me 15 months to meet my husband, 30 yeah. men, 15 months. I had to keep going. And honestly, what kept that. me going was I kept thinking, why would I be doing this if it's not going to work? I have to keep going. Why would yeah. I have to be alone the rest of my life? That makes no sense. And so I would always come back to my vision of what I wanted and knowing that was the truth for me. Yeah. And I think that makes a difference. So, so let's talk about money stories. You know, like yeah. I know that's something you talk a lot about. What, how do you change your money story? Yeah. So let me give you an overview. And the, the way that I came up, saw these money stories, like I didn't create them. They came to me through I just started interviewing my clients years ago and I was inspired to ask the question, well, like, what would you call your money story before you started? And I started to hear the same answers, like survival, money chaser. And that was what I was money, hot mess. Definitely heard that. Like that was people named that they're like, I was a money, hot mess. And I heard it and I'm like, okay. And when I kept getting the same answers, I'm like, okay, so we did, let's see. And then there's just enough. And then there's hold tight. And so what these are, are stories that we either created to try and be in opposition of something. So very often, sometimes they match our parents' money story or someone who yeah. was influential money story, but often they, we have a different money story in a, in an attempt to not be like them. 
right? Like, so somebody who had a mom who was survival, which means um, there's never enough money. It's always, money is very stressful. Many, like it's just not there, which we'll dive into a little bit how they create that for themselves. But, you know, people who are raised by survival will either often become survival or they'll become money chasers because they don't want to be in survival. And money chasers, I was that at one point, it's you're, you do anything to make money. So you might not spend a hundred dollars on a massage for yourself, but someone's like, oh, if you invest in this, you could make money, you do it. And you're, you're just willing to spend money to try and make money. Cause you're always chasing money it, it, and it doesn't even have to be money. It can be your energy, your time, you're chasing money. You're constantly going after that. The just enough is similar to survival, but it's not stressful. So somebody with the just enough story if their car breaks down, and it's going to be $300. They know that $300 is going to show up, but they also know if they get a thousand, something's going to break like the water heater. Right. Ah. And so it's always, <laughs> it's always like, it's always okay, but it's just enough, which kind of starts to suck because you can't save for your dreams. Cause every time you do yes. something comes up. Right. So it's less stressful. Whereas survival is like always has their hair on yeah. fire. They're even yeah. going hundred miles an hour. They're crashed out. There's a money chaser. The hot mess is somebody who just doesn't pay attention to money. Money's always been easy for them. Money comes, money goes, no big deal. They don't think about it. It's definitely not stressful. It's easy until one day they wake up and they're like, hmm, I, I should have more to show for all the money that I've made. And then it becomes this spiritual journey and sort of awareness of money. And then there's the hold tight. That's the person that will you know, drive an hour across town to save five cents on gas, yeah. <laughs> you know, save, save a dollar, right? Yeah. Five cents. If you have 20 gallon kink, they'll, they'll drive all the way across town to save that. Or I once met a whole tight and she, she slept on the floor for six months because she knew the mattress she wanted was going to go on sale at a certain time. And so, you know, to save $300, she slept on the floor for six months and that's a hold tight. Yeah. And yeah. And these stories come up, you know, when you don't, if, before you're aware of them, they're always coming up, you know, and they're, they're the way that it plays out. And so if you've ever tried to be better with money and not been successful, it's probably because you're living one of these money stories. And every time you get money, you just kind of fall into the pattern of the story. Well, that explains a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. What about the future self work? Like, how does that, how does that go? For me uh, and my clients, it's a three-day workshop where we really get in touch with your, we spend three days in your future self. It involves scripting certain days, like very in-depth scripting, two hours at a time of scripting certain days in your future self life. It involves interviewing your future self. And which is how I learned to coach my clients a lot is by what their future selves say in their interview. Huh. Yeah. And then writing your future self story. And what we do, we get to know your future self in those three days. So you start to become, you know, our brain starts to change in three days, which is why the workshop is three days. Because when you spend three days in the beingness of your future self, you're actually starting to wire your brain to be your future self. Um, and then we follow that up with assignments that connect, go deeper with your future self, step into the beingness after that three-day workshop. And it really becomes, you know, one of the things that I teach my clients to use, it's four questions. You know, once we know your future self, 
And I like to point this out because I think a lot of people, when they've done every, almost everyone has done some version of a future self-assignment in some, right. It's like one of those assignments that gets put into every self-development thing. Some people go really deep into it, but sometimes it's like a half hour assignment, right? Write out how good this is going to feel. Right. And so a lot, but a lot of people get confused and they, they're like, oh, I think this is how I'm going to go instead of putting themselves in the place of how it is going when they are there. And so, yeah, once we have a really clear vision of who that person is, one of the things that guides my clients through are the questions. Does she do this? Does she own this? Does she believe this? Does she think this? And so instead of trying to fight, let's say belief, you know, come up like, oh, if the belief is, they find a thought and they think it's a belief. I can't have money. Instead of trying to fix that, they just go, does she believe this? No. And that's the end of it. And you move on because, you know, fixing things, I don't think, I think rarely works, but part of stepping into your future self and that beingness is throwing out the stuff that is not her or him or them, your future self. All right. All right. This is a crazy question, but if there was, can you put your finger on one failure that you had that you learned the most from? You know, I, uh, one failure that I learned the most from. Or one thing that didn't go the way you thought it would. We could say it that way. I think, you know, I made some shifts in investing a couple years after I left my job. And it didn't go the way I want, I wanted. And when I looked back on it, I could see from my coaching, oh, like, oh, you would have coached yourself this. You would have caught yourself, your money, I was money chasing instead of rooting in what I knew. Because every time we up-level, we have, there's a possibility of going back into that story. It often looks different, right? But it it comes up and you, you handle it. And so I really learned that. And what I was able to do then was coach my clients better when that came up for them. Ah. And so I love that. And now I can see it and now I can do it different, but it was, it was hard in the moment. Like, you know, yeah, that makes so much sense. All right. So what is the one thing you want to leave the listeners with today? Because I just, I love your story. I love how you do it. I love that it's fun. It's all so good. What's the one thing you want to leave the listeners with? Watch the words that are coming out of your mouth because the story you tell today is the life you will be living tomorrow. Oh, isn't that the truth? (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Now you have a gift you want to share with the listeners as well. Yeah. So I mentioned the pay after you manifest program and That is, you can start manifest 10K and you just pay 10% of what you manifest. You manifest $10, you pay a dollar. If you win the lottery, you pay 10%, whatever you win and anything in between. And how long is that program? Like how long do you have to manifest your 10 grand? So it takes, it can be done in four to six months. And sometimes it takes people 12 months to get through the program because sometimes they come up to things and- we work through things and then they come back to the work and uh, because it comes with coaching as well. Oh, it does. That's amazing. What a fabulous program. I hope people take advantage of that. That is awesome. 
Cassie, this was fantastic. Yay. You know, uh, who doesn't have a money issue that they wish they could manifest something better? You know, it's it's so exciting. And I know how successful you are and your clients are. So thank you so much for sharing all of your thoughts and wisdom with the listeners today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been so much fun. It was great. This is Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertoolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you. Thank you.